All we had to do last year was beat Georgia Tech, and we play in the Sugar Bowl. That's how close it was for us. We beat Auburn, and Auburn goes 8-4 and four because we slip up and let Georgia Tech score a blame. Four zigzag touchdown at the end of the game. And that's the reason. The same with, uh, what year was it? Oh, at 12. 12. Florida went to the Sugar Bowl. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. No. That rant was brought to you by Mr. Tyler Dogden. But he makes a great point. Georgia has put itself in position to play in bigger bowl games recently and have a special season not only for the coaches and players, but for the fans as well. How much fun would it have been to take a trip to New Orleans to face off against Oklahoma last season? Tony's right. Auburn went because of that last-minute loss to Tech. And before any of you combat his argument in stating that, hey, an 8-5 and five football team, which is what the Dogs' record was last year, doesn't deserve going to the Sugar Bowl. Auburn, who lost by two touchdowns to the Sooners, finished 8-5. and five. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 109 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. This is our bi-week preview episode. Yep, the Dogs in their number three national ranking and 7-0 records are off this week, but Kirby was quoted as saying that his team will not take a bye week He's referring to this week as a work week, and so are we. So my co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, join me to give a first half of the season rundown. We look back at what has happened and allow ourselves to wish upon what we hope happens the rest of the season. It's a good one, and it's very long, so you've been forewarned. Let's just jump on into it. Here is Will to kick us off. Uh, so I was driving over here now. We're recording. So I was driving over here tonight. And um, these are trying, polarizing times in the American experience. And I was driving over here, and there's a gas station. Uh, when you turn onto the road to go on your way to your house, there's a gas station on the left. And I've turned up, but there's a main road that you turn on to get onto that road. And I turned, and there was a car like immediately stopped right in front of me. So I had to like slam on my brakes. And there were two cars in front of it, and I could not figure out what was going on. And then I looked. And it turned out three people had run out of gas, like right in front of us. So they'd stopped their car, the two cars ahead of me. They had stopped their car and got out. And all three of the, the two cars ahead of me and me all realized this at the same time. And in unison, without, for total strangers, all of us stopped, put it in park, hit hazard, and sprinted up to help them push their car into the gas station. They, so we pushed it in, got it in there, and everybody jumped out to their cars and ran back. Nobody said a word to each other. We all just got out of the car. Pushed the car to the gas station, got back and pushed back. Now, there is a moral to this story. The moral of this story is that everyone is always mean to each other these days. We all feel like, like if someone does not have our growing, uh, same experience as us or grew up in a different circumstance or lives in a different place or voted for a different person or whatever, there's always this sense that like they're wrong and I'm right. They're a stranger. They're a threat. They're an outsider. It was very exciting to me to have this very collective moment with total strangers where all of us at once, wordlessly and immediately all did the right thing to help someone and then didn't stop and go, I I accept the congrats. I appreciate the congrats. We all just did it and got back in our car and left. I found it very unifying and warm-hearted and comforting. There's your $10. I told you he wouldn't. Man, I was wrong. (laughs) I wouldn't what? That was a whole setup. We set you up. Oh, with the car? Yeah. No, we didn't set you up. (laughs) I don't like pranks. These Southerners are pranksters. Welcome to Oconee County, Will. Yeah, I see that everywhere. I like. I, I agree. Like it was. I, it's not the first time I've ever seen that little random act of kindness, but I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed that it was that there was no fuss of it. Yeah, there is a there's a shared sense of 
community when something happens, when something goes down like that. Yeah. Well, um, in my opinion, it's really just online that you see all that. I agree. But online yeah. is becoming more and more prevalent. And I clearly, that online world is starting to seep into the real one. I think it's hard to no. argue that it's not. Not for me. Not for you? Even though I spend a lot of time online. Yeah. You? I, Come on. I can draw I can draw that line. Oh, I'm not saying that each of us are becoming mean the way we are <laughs> online, but clearly the online world is seeping sure. in. We have a Reddit troll in the overall office for crying out loud. Yeah. So, well, and also only one of us sitting at this table has been told to take appendages of Hillary's out of his <laughs> mouth this week. No, I, think, I feel obliged to point out. Imaginary appendages. I just kind of feel obliged <laughs> sure, to no. note that. I, I hope that's an apolitical thing to say. That Hillary Clinton. There you go again, defending Hillary. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was about to say exactly. Hillary. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. That's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. I enjoy that. So let's talk about more important things. Georgia yes. football. Yes, yes, yes. It is their midseason. By, by the way, I'm, I'm not really that callous. I think it is awesome. Will is literally giddy, and he should be. That, yeah. That is good. It's hard to find happy things I, sometimes. I just, I just wish I would have been there because that would have been good practice for me. <laughs> yeah. By the way, this is the part where Scott, who's been promising not to talk about talk, CrossFit for three months now, two and a half months, is now starting to push CrossFit a little bit on us because he has new CrossFit shoes, and they're specially made for carrying kettlebells. Yeah. And it's very colorful, by the way. These They're shoes. the wrong colorful. <laughs> yeah. um, so, by the way, is there a signpost or an achievement that the Georgia Bulldogs or this podcast can do that will make you have a drink with us at one of these? Well, no, I was going to last week, right. but the you can blame me. That's fine. No, Tony kind of stopped me, right. and you know the superstition kind of. I was like, you know what? You're kind of right there, so. So, so no, no, so nothing until, until I guess not. Okay. I mean, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no sleep till Brooklyn because you know what end up happening. I'd, if, if things keep happening as they are and Georgia keeps winning, well, then there would be some game that they're going to play down the road that's not really scheduled, right? But theme, and then I would be like, hey, let's celebrate, and then you know, yeah. it would just it'd be like West Virginia. Perhaps the game be tied early in the second quarter, twenty one twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like be that. Bad. Something I would, like I would that. give you the drink, but it would, we would realize that you holding on to the drink would, in fact, cost us the game. If you just drop the drink, right. we'd have a chance to continue to. Yeah, you can't touch the drink. Yeah, I'm, I'm extending. I can't well, plus, plus, so, the plus they'd gain weight. Yes, uh, that's true. Um, so what are we going to talk about today? So I have a, I have, I have a framing device for Good. this podcast. Good. I have a framing device. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I've been scribbling stuff down yes. on this notepad. I have a framing device for this podcast. Pythagorean theorem. No. Because this is, it's not official, it's one game pass, but it is essentially the halfway point of the season with the clearly seven, seven games up, five games down, potentially six games down. And before anyone adds us, mm-hmm. um, there is a possibility of playing more than just 12 exactly. games. Exactly. But... On the schedule that we all have on the walls of our, our kids' rooms in the bars, yes, uh, there are five games left and seven games down. We're going to call that essentially the midpoint of the season. So I, here's my thought. First off, I'd like to talk, I think a good framing device is to talk first about the things that have surprised us, the things that we've learned, the things that going into the Appalachian State game we would have thought would have been the case and are very clearly different now. I listened to your Barrett Salih podcast, uh, Tony, and he kind of talked. He, he did a lot. It's funny because he, 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 he you know, by being a Georgia guy, he talked about he had them in the playoffs coming into the season. Yes. And he, and he did a lot of backpatting for that, <clears> I think, with, with, with some considerable good reason. However, I think even he would not would, would find it hard to argue that, oh, well, this is the way I saw it going down. Like, this is the way that I saw their 7-0 going. Right. So to me, I'd like to talk a little, in the first 
part of our, our of our little podcast. I like to talk about the things that were are different that have surprised us that have come out of no, nowhere. And then the second half, I think we can do a little wish casting without talking about games that aren't on the schedule. Looking at the games that are coming up, looking at what, uh, and I think doing a general macro notion of expectations. I think we can talk a little about expectations now, not about any specific games, but theoretically, again, going into this year. <laughs> what I'm laughing at is Scott's trying to figure out how to spell some, some of the words you're saying because you can Google them. Yes. And I'm, I'm giving him the same look. I was like, I don't know, bro. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay. Macro notions. Yes. Yes. There's two words. 10,000 feet up. 10,000 uh, oh, feet. I think macro, I think 30,000 feet. Okay, 30,000 feet. Macro okay. notions, two okay. words. Got, Got that. it. <laughs> so does that mean we combine the ACC and SEC if we're looking at it just kind of no, forms it's, like Pangea. It's not a geographical thing. Okay. It's a, no, I, I was just helping you with the 10,000 feet. But you can <laughs> but you can still see Arkansas's quarterback. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, and their coach. Um, or, yeah. So anyway, the point is that I, you know, I think we can certainly wish cast a little bit and talk about moving forward. Love it. What expectations are and if we are comfortable now because one thing that Scott wanted me to bring in this podcast was remember we had that little notebook paper yes we wrote down at the beginning of this what, what our predictions were for each whether if the team reaches the predictions that we each had whether that would be a disappointment or not so first off let's talk about the first half of what surprised us and what uh, hasn't. And obviously the defense was something that we were more excited about the defense, I think, going into the offense. However, I don't think anybody quite saw this coming. Yeah, I think the thing that's most impressive about the defense is the improvement year over year of all the players. Um, The thing you hoped you – the one thing you would hope you got out of Kirby as a defensive coach was the immense ability to develop talent that – you know, we see at his prior program. Um, and it was an open question last year whether or not that was a, pro- a product of Saban or Kirby in, on the defensive side of the ball because the, the, you know, the running you know, cheap tagline always been, well, it's really Saban's defense, right? And the, our defense is they, they play they, – this sounds so trite, but they play harder, they – I mean, I can only think of a handful of times this season. It is, becomes surprising when someone misses a tackle. It becomes surprising when someone misses an assignment. Like, there were two blown assignments, both resulting in touchdowns. And the second one, I was flabbergasted because it happened one time before. And the second time, I was like, what just happened? It just happened again. How, how is that possible? And defensively, that is the most impressive thing to me. Um, i have been saying since the spring that our, our front seven was going to be among the best in the nation. What I did not expect was the entire defense to be what it is. I thought they were going to be good. I had no idea they were going to be truly elite, and they are. Yeah. And this exciting. I think that's another part of it, too, is this kind of cohesive. We knew they had talent, but, again, I go back to that uh, Dan Rubenstein joke, the idea that they're like kids that get five more minutes, they get to play outside. There's a thrill that they have playing that you can't really predict. You can't really. You don't know if it's going to work out that way. But I think we've seen that. We've seen them be ferocious uh, in a way that I think goes beyond just talent. There are lots of teams that have talent. LSU has a lot of talent on defense, and I think they're coming around a little bit. But I this feels like a unit that's playing beyond just its talent, and that's not something you can predict. But that's certainly I think the thing that's what's elevated it beyond just the talent that we knew this team had, but that extra level of oomph. 
Well, you know, and Roquan Smith just made the AP midseason All-American team, first team. And he's the only Bulldog on first or second team. I can't tell you the last time we had an All-American selection, even mid midway through the season. It's been a minute since that happened. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I, and defensively, the other part about the defense is you have to give a bunch of credit to how we've adjusted defensively. Who would your uh, MVP of defense? Probably yeah. Rokon. I think okay, so. Okay, that's the obvious choice. Yeah. Who would maybe be your second team MVP? Rodrigo, JR Reed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, JR Reed. Uh, I mean, he's everywhere, dude. I don't know. I mean, after watching DeAndre Baker yeah. on Jamon Moore. It's it's hard. I mean the, the the true the true hard part about it is that you could pick any you four could. guys and be make a good argument, not just make a good argument, but probably be right in your argument. Yeah. Um, and Dominic Sanders is so easily overlooked. Yeah, that's right. I mean he's he is the you know fifth or sixth best player on this team. It's crazy. And Malcolm Parrish, right? I mean the the thing that is surprising about the defense is um, you're getting everything out of the defense that you possibly could hope for. Violent pursuit to the ball. They we have something like the second lowest number of solo tackles in the nation. I mean, on the on the defense that That's literally gets a ton that of literally has given up twenty <laughs> above twenty points a game once. Yeah. So um, that is a really an impressive um, an impressive display. And you know, getting back to what I was saying about the adjustments, it, it seems like the third quarter is the second half really is really where the defense comes into its own. Um, and that is a, that's a testament to conditioning. It's a testament to coaching. It's also a testament to how much buying the players have. They just, it, you can tell they're having fun, but they are not satisfied. I mean, you, after every game, you hear them talking about how, you know, we, there are things we have to fix. There, we can improve. They didn't, they don't, they're not resting on the laurels at 7 and 0. And this defense is probably, no matter how you measure it, it's one of the top five in the nation, and they aren't satisfied with that. Yeah, and I think that leads into another th- question that we kind of had about this team going in. I think it was an even larger one than any idea of how dominant would the defense be or even any specific questions about the offense, and that was the coaching staff. And yep. it, wasn't, it wasn't that we thought this was a bad coaching staff or that, but clearly there were issues last year, not just on the offensive play calling, but just there were times where it felt like they were, they were disjointed, they lost – I think they lost at home to Vanderbilt. Could that possibly that does be not right? seem right? They can't be right. But clearly, that was a major concern that like a lot of people had. I mean, it, it really was only two months ago that Spencer Hall was making uh, jokes about uh, Kirby being this this potentially must champ level uh, d- disaster. And to me, the major thing, the defense taking a big, a big step forward, obviously, is on the field. Uh, the major aspect, but to me, the difference. And the thing that the reason this team is seven and zero, and we are so excited about not just this year but moving forward is all I would say all in the questions that we had coming into the season, specifically on offense, specifically involving Cheney, but uh, is, is have been answered I think pretty definitively. Well, the interesting thing about Cheney, and this can this okay, well maybe I should evolve into a conversation about the quarterback a little bit. Um, so one thing I've been thinking about our offensive play calling is uh, that, that tells me, one, Cheney is actually really good at his job, and two, Kirby has evolved as a head coach, is that we are running so many more plays this season out of shotgun than we did last year. Now, if, if, if you listened to the podcast last year, you heard me complain at times it felt like that we were trying to build an identity at the detriment of the current season, meaning 2016. Um, 
you know, it was clear Easton was more comfortable coming out of shotgun. Um, and my friend, my friend Rusty actually sent me an email today and he was talking about the, you know, it feels like we're running a lot more plays out of shotgun and we are And there's a lot of reasons Ironically. for that. Ironically, <laughs> but there are a lot of reasons for that. Um, but the most important reason in my mind is that it allows our offense to click in a way that would not click last year. Now, it doesn't hurt that our offensive line is significantly better. It does not hurt that our defense is beyond significantly better because that takes a lot of pressure off your quarterback. At this point, and you, you've harped on this a bunch, Will, at this point, no one's asked uh, Jacob Fromm to go out and win a football game. We haven't had to. Um, now, I'm not saying that we won't be in that situation. I think it's clear that if it comes to that, it's going to be Jacob Fromm's game, win or lose. Uh, I think the moment where you bring in Easton to save you is past. Yes, I think that's right. But you, when you start talking about Cheney, for all the hell Cheney got last year about play calling, he's pulling all the right levers this year. And you cannot, under any circumstance, pretend like that that he hasn't come up with an offensive game plan that both leverages the strength of his quarterback and also minimizes whatever weaknesses he brings to the table. So was it the flea flicker that kind of cemented that thought in your mind this year? No, it's, it was the run-pass option against Tennessee. It was the touchdown. It was a touchdown pass. It was a touchdown run. Because yeah, it was like, whoa. It was, it was a touchdown run. And that was where it was. I mean, that was where I started thinking, like, huh, we have seen from a lot of the shotgun last year. And we were like, well, we, we, we're a power road grader team. We got a you know, quarterback's got to line up under center. We haven't seen that much. I mean, we see it some. We still see it some. Um, but yeah, it was a Tennessee game where we ran the run pass option and, ja- and Jacob Fromm ran for. Jacob Fromm. Yeah. To, Ran to for touch the touchdown. On, to so. touch on Will's point, where he he mentioned the word Eason, mm-hmm. we haven't mentioned that much uh, lately. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw it, but Seth wrote an article, kind of an update on Jacob Eason, and he got a quote from Kirby. And the very first sentence out of Kirby's mouth was very telling when Seth questioned him on you know why we didn't see Eason in that last uh, quarter. He said, "Quote from Kirby: Really, just didn't think about it." <laughs> I mean that yeah. I didn't even read really the rest of the article. I kind of stopped and yeah. I thought about it. I wasn't angry. I wasn't happy. I was just like, "Wow!" Well, we did end on an almost eight minute drive. Sure, it was all runs. Oh, we handed the ball. We knew off. they weren't going to yeah. be passing, but yeah. still, it's like, "Wow!" He and that was that was Kirby just being completely honest. He's not yeah. pulling any punches. Yeah. Well, and I think the one thing that you like out of Kirby as a head coach, and this this maybe evolves the discussion in that part of it, is that. I think he's been up front as he possibly can with these players. And I think he knows that they will trust him if he if they know he is going to be is going to shoot straight with them. Now, I also 100 percent believe that they do still have a competition every single week. Now, it clearly it's not purely on who can throw the ball the farthest, because I still think that would be Jake Beeson. But But this isn't an offense that needs that. This is not an offense that needs that. And more importantly, I think what you're starting to see out of Fromm is is him starting to pick up the playbook in a way. A good example we talked about on the the Sunday podcast. Um, He, for the first time that I've seen, um, he checked down receivers. Uh, There was a particular play where he – after the interception, where he was looking one place and he noticeably looked uh, looked the cornerback off and threw to Wims on the outside. Um, that's something I hadn't seen out of him, and that just makes George's offense even more dangerous. I mean, there's going to come. I mean, there may well be a point in this this season yet where Jacob, where Jake Easton has to. I'm sorry, Jake Fromm has to win this football game. Um, in order to do that, he's going to have to be able to do that consistently because we will come up against an, uh, a defense that will be able to take away all of the run game or all of the short passes or all of something and and make us beat them with him with with Fromm and. But the progression is 
right now that Fromm's looking like he can do that. And another thing that I think gets sometimes lost a little bit from this offense is one thing that uh, we've talked about how the offense is different than it was last year. Another thing that Fromm has that he's never had is Swift. Swift is amazing. Yeah. Like, that's like a total, like, it's almost been kind of lost that there are two true freshmen that are kind of leading this entire offense. If you really look at Swift, that's something they didn't have last year. And Okay, I'm going to tread carefully here because everybody loves Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb has, has been great. He's not what he was before the injury. He is is he the he's the third best back, back in this team right now, right? Would you say Chubb he's is the third leading, best? But he's leading the SEC in rushing. I know, but do, do you? I agree, but do you think do you think he's the runner that he was before? I think he's a step slower, but he doesn't have. But this is not a criticism of him because it's first off that probably still makes him one of the top twenty backs in the country, and secondly, I think that. Be, I think one of the reasons that he's getting the lanes to do that is because he runs differently than Sony and Swift does. And Swift, to me, one of the things I find most impressive about Swift for a true freshman is his catch, pass catching ability. I don't, that's a lot for a guy. Like he's able to kind of spin out on, on on some of those plays that you don't usually see from a freshman. Swift is a wild card that they did not have last year. And it's obviously been a huge. Well, time. his vision against Missouri on a couple of those long runs, and I mean, I know the the hurdle got called back, but I mean, that was a, another example. It's amazing. <laughs> I also love it when Georgia players hurdle because I really feel like that Herschel Walker play has been played on the screen so many times that they love trucking people, and sometimes you can run past it. Well, You're very fast. Sony trucked over. a guy. I know, and it was awesome. I thought the awesome. guy's arm was broken. Yeah, but I, I always prefer the. I think he I thought like that too. Because like <laughs> yeah, he was out on the turf for quite some time. Looking forward to places for improvement. Obviously, we have to continue to stop the, the deep passes. I mean, we're going to face at least two more offenses on our schedule that can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bentley and um, Bentley's still playing for South Carolina, mm-hmm. right? He hasn't broken his Nothing. glottis or something. No. <laughs> um, and right glottis in your He knows what glottis is. This is the thing that hangs down the back of your throat. Um, I, think I thought that was Hillary's balls. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacular, sir. <laughs> well played. And then Jarrett Stidham, uh, you know, of course, can throw the ball deep. Um, so, you know, we, we were, that's something we're going to have to figure out. And, frankly, there's, there's not really a whole lot to figure out other than just continue to practice recognizing that because that was blown coverage on the switch off both times. Well, one time uh, the safety didn't get back quickly enough. And I still am a little concerned about our offensive line, although it has significantly improved, particularly in pass blocking. But – you know, you're talking about Chubb losing a step. He single-handedly saved us an ignominy of – is that the right word? Ignominy. Ignominy. Of suffering a safety at the hands of Missouri. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, because Kinley got blown up. Yeah. I mean, just straight out. You cannot, under any circumstances, blow your block that bad on the one-yard line. And he just did. And that happens sometimes. We still have that situation, particularly on run, uh, on run blocking. And the problem is, is that on run pass option – you're basically run blocking, and there there's, could come a point you're going to get your quarterback killed, regretfully, if you don't you don't watch that. So the, offensively, you know, you want to see an improved uh, and continued improvement offensive line. And also, another thing that's improved has been the special team, specifically the kicking. Rodrigo oh. was good last year, oh. but man, I'm sorry. Rodrigo, I got the Vespers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Vapors, the Vapors. The vapors. I do declare. I love, I love Vespers, though. Yeah, love, Vespers. Let's, vespers. Let's have a moment of quiet. Exactly. Um, um, it, it is funny because. 
he, it's almost like he's Mario that got the mushroom. Like, like he was really good. And then Put that in the article. Have you written the a Georgia that's article the yet? That's the start. Have you written an article in Georgia I think I'm waiting. For, I think I'm waiting. I thought about doing it before Florida. I thought about doing it Since last Saturday? No, I think this... You, you I'm write, holding off. You write on your budget. I'm holding off. You write on your budget. I'm holding off. Because I feel like, to be fair, every time I've written in George, I usually write one a year, frankly. Yeah, and it's always been, it's been the lose, or it was also the, the girly suspension thing, which was also, uh, I think the argument with there is girly should have just gone pro, which I think, retrospect, he should have totally just gone pro right then. That or maybe he should, cont- should, maybe should have applied for credit for apparel merchandising. Yes, yeah. Or maybe, yeah. Or maybe he should have systematically over 20 years taken a class that was totally given just for athletes because then there'd be no punishment at all. I still feel like we owe Jim Herrick Jr. an apology. Yeah. What's going on with those Scott Carolina? has Scott has a, oh, Jesus, we veered into college basketball. Yeah, I know. But what's, what's happened with North Carolina and really what's happened with the NCAA now, it, like everyone that got punched in the past must feel like Enron. Yeah, like totally. Like those guys at Enron got thrown into jail and drilled. And if they were doing that now, they would like. And this is not. They could the get record, a bonus. Yeah, and for the record, this is not. Let me be very clear. Like this was. This was actually a more of an Obama problem than it was a Trump problem. Like that's not. That's definitely not really a political thing. But like the like the stuff that people did in Enron, you don't even get punished for anymore. So uh, so I, I feel like when it comes and when it comes to that North Carolina thing that mm-hmm. happened this week, it is well the NCAA staggering to me. Uh, the NCAA. They were essentially made to look like fools over the past two weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's on every single possible way. So I mean, this, this could be a watershed moment. Yeah. This two weeks can be a watershed yeah. moment in how the NCAA functions as yeah. a, a regulatory body, yeah. quote unquote. So, so sorry, Scott. Us. That's yes. uh, that's okay. We we talked about surprises. We've talked about you know disappointments. Did we? There aren't many. There really aren't many. Okay. And I think like, I think the Chubb thing is going to be come, come across as worse. Well, Blankenship's kickoffs last week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Two, okay. The, the first kind of. I want to go into this term that Will called wishcast. I, yeah, man. I've heard of Chromecast. I've heard of podcast. Yeah. I haven't heard of wishcast. So, can we? It sounds interesting. Can we get into? I guess we're gonna. This is the second. It's preview. like a pro forma on a financial statement. We're gonna be looking forward yes. and planning out on our wishcast. Here's a, here's a question I had. This is the. I guess it's the second half. Of okay. Our second. Of well, our, that's of good because we're at thirty minutes and all don't right. think I'm not watching. The clock. <laughs> yeah. so, well, we all, we still have some reviews to do. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, and, pick, I, and I picks, and picks, and picks. I have my time at the end of okay. this podcast. Okay, and that's outside of picks. the 30 minutes. Picks. The, this is the fun time, the yeah, silly yeah, season, yeah. like when golf finishes its major and then they just do a bunch. Anyway, go ahead. Here's a question. Here's a question uh, as we look forward to the second half, because I think you can start looking individually at games. For, for the record, the 7-0 start has been awesome. We've all had a great time. It's really been a blast. Here's my question. The next three games, Florida, South Carolina, Auburn, and maybe even you throw Kentucky in that idea. Which one of those? Which of those three teams do you think are, are the best team Georgia's played is Notre Dame? Second best team they played is Mississippi State. Would you say this so far? Yes. Yeah. Florida, South Carolina, Auburn. Auburn. Of those three teams, which are better, the same, or worse than Mississippi State? Auburn is better. Florida is worse. I think Kentucky's about the same. South Carolina is maybe about the same. About the same, maybe a little worse. So we could make an argument then that I I still feel like we're dismissing Florida too quickly just no, because no, no, it's Florida. No, no, no. I don't. I, yeah. Here, let me tell you why I think Florida's worse. That doesn't mean. But, well, that, okay, let's add Georgia Tech to this. Do we think Georgia Tech is better than Mississippi State? They're an enigma. Uh, they're Georgia Tech. They're weird. They're annoying. Well, I think I, th- I will put Georgia Tech and Florida in the same boat. Okay. Although I think I think Georgia Tech is a little better than Mississippi State. Here's the thing with Florida. 
They are a hot mess right now. Uh, offensively, they don't know what they want to be. The coaches don't trust uh, Franks or Del Rio or anyone else. <laughs> Del Rio's um, out. <laughs> well, that's probably why they don't trust him. Um, they don't trust Franks. They're, they don't really know what they want to do. Uh, they don't know what their identity is. Defensively, they're still struggling from – I mean, they lost a lot of depth with yeah. the suspensions. Um, and the guys should have been suspended. Look, this is not – I mean, you don't – they – well, yeah, it's I mean, Florida, so they could still show up in Jacksonville and play. Yeah, I'm actually not certain Florida has laws, to be entirely honest with you. No, I think they have general guidelines. Yeah, um, very vague general yeah. guidelines. Those guidelines for the uniforms were atrocious. Ooh. Yeah, they were actually so, worse than you thought. They were worse than yeah. – they, oh, they, they were worse were, than advertised. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. so you know, the, my, my thing with Florida is – is that um, it always seems like, and I hate to go into the try get their best shot. It always seems like this is the one game Florida player, players yeah. circle, even more so than than, than Florida State or um, or even Tennessee or whatever. And you well, know, it's a game you know you get in three thirty every it's, right. You know it's a signature so game. There is there is, there is an, a universe which, and we'll talk about this next week a lot. There's a universe where we're going to lose this game, and it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a you know stretch in the way I was trying to come up with ways for us to lose to, to Mississippi State even. Right, right. Um, so the thing I feel about Auburn is like Auburn just talent wise is much better than Mississippi State, and when Gus Malzahn stays out of the way of the offense, um, they they really can't click yeah. right. Uh, and defensively, I think they match up real well. I mean, defensively, I think they're really close yeah. to what Georgia is. Um, you know, South Carolina, they're a young team, not very deep. Surprisingly well coached for Will Muschamp team. I and, feel like he's, he's learned a lot. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, and then, you know, Kentucky. Here's the thing. The one thing that concerns me the most about Kentucky is that when you look at their schedule, they only have one tough game left, and that game's in Athens. Every other game is is really, really winnable for them. Yeah, that's so, so true, man. They're so, at Mississippi State this week. Yeah, you got their that's schedule. That's probably their toughest game. They're at Mississippi State this week, which is probably their toughest game. Yeah. Uh, they're not favored in this besides, besides Georgia. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but then they're home against Tennessee, home against Ole Miss, at Vanderbilt, at Georgia, home against Louisville. Right. So, I mean, I mean he, Mississippi State and Louisville are tough, are tough, are but you're yeah. speaking the, at SEC. I'm talking terms. about SEC East. Yeah. I'm talking about as far as the path for the SEC yeah. title. Um, you know, Kentucky is the one that has the best chance right now. It, 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 even though they're they're two and one in the conference, Who'd they lose to. They're uh, Florida, right? Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. they never beat Florida. Because they never beat. They, they, they should have been. Oh, they, they had that game one. Yeah, they had that game one. So, oh, you know, now that, I'm getting so sad for their fans. I'm just right. remember the basketball. Yeah, then the basketball's coming. I'm yeah. Like, All right. And then and then again, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's an enigma. I mean, we could. They the, could have beat Tennessee. They could have beat Miami. The way our the way our defensive line front seven plays is they play really disciplined. They really fly to the ball. They really punish anybody that hangs on the ball too long. And I'm talking about the quarterback right now. So you know you feel good about what that game can potentially look like, but there's no telling. I mean, shoot, look at South Carolina, man. Their schedule is home against Vanderbilt this week. Then they've obviously got Georgia, and then home against Florida. Mm-hmm. Then Wofford and then Clemson, which is a different yeah. conversation altogether. Yeah. Like but they already have two losses, so two SEC losses, yes. right? Yes, I thought they lost Kentucky. I forgot they yeah. lost Kentucky. Yeah, they have two SEC losses. Okay. okay. Uh, so I mean, so Kentucky's the Kentucky is I mean, the only thing. Realistically, Georgia could, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but Georgia could eliminate Florida and South Carolina from the SEC race in the next two weeks and or two games. Eliminate everybody from, but Kentucky. Right. Right. Yeah. And and the reason I brought up the the comparing this team to Mississippi State is. Obviously, we've all been very happy with how things have gone so far. And obviously, we 
could, we're, we're, they're better than we, than we even thought they were. They're third in the freaking country, for crying out loud. That said, we had that cheat at the beginning of the year of what we expected this team to do. Yes. With, and we were, listen, we're the proverbial sunshine pumpers. As, as they, as they, as I saw the Chapa Bell Curve guys used uh, sunshine pumpers, uh, which I think is... <laughs> Copycats. Uh, yeah, I think that... Uh, I think that's... Uh, that's, I think that's it's an homage. That's, yeah, it's an homage. We'll call it that. Um, but there is one game on this schedule so far this year that's gone differently than I predicted uh, coming mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. with, with a, I think, a healthy <clears throat> amount of skepticism about this team. And that was a game that Georgia won by one point. Yep. So I, Against a team that really looks like they, at the minimum, are going to a New Year's Six ball. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and, and, which I called. Yeah. Or if they only, the Georgia's there one loss. It doesn't matter what happens to Georgia. Yeah. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, I heard, I heard Barrett say that. I'm not 100% sure that's well, I think, true. Yeah, I think it depends what falls out. But like, for example, let's say Georgia loses only one game and Notre Dame loses only one game. They're not putting Notre Dame above Georgia. But if Georgia's not the SEC champion, I could see where they would. I just, I don't see how they could. I have to say, I, if, if Georgia, <laughs> theoretically speaking, if they only had one loss and that loss came in the, AFC, in, the, in the SEC championship game, I just cannot see how you put Notre Dame, a team that lost at home, to Georgia above that. I just, I don't, I know their schedule's tougher. I just feel like that's, that's the amount of, if you want to get, I'll put it this way, if you want to get the playoff to eight teams, that's a really good way to do it, is to, is to have a team that lost at home be, be ahead of a team uh, uh, that, that they lost at home. Well, and to quote Colonel Carts from Apocalypse Now, I've seen some shit. Yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true, sorry, beep. Um, he's not listening to us. He's, he's, he's like, he's like squats. How many tomorrow? How many grips? How many leans? Um, okay, so that I guess, I guess that is brings us to my really overarching question I want to ask, which is now that we are here, we are at the week off. Florida's coming up. The schedule's getting a little tougher. Because the reason I said that is. We've been pleased with how they've won these last few games, but they're all games that they should have won. Basically, part of our pleasure of these games have been, in the past, these feels like games that Georgia would have lost, and they did not lose them, and therefore we feel like this is somehow different. So then my question is, we are still in only in year two of mm-hmm. this. This has not been, even Kirby himself would say, you've got to stack classes on top of one another to really get to where you want to go. And he has had terrific recruiting classes, but he's not actually done that yet. This is still just year two. This is still a team that's had some sort of transition. It takes a long time to become a factory that they eventually want to become. So here's my question. Knowing that, knowing this is still just year two, knowing that a lot of our enjoyment, quite awesome enjoyment, quite fulfilling excitement, but it still is based on the idea that, like, Georgia hasn't had that face plant that we're always worried they're going to have. They still have just beat teams that are not great. Mississippi State is really the last quality <laughs> win that they have. And even they got stopped by Auburn the next week. What? We have five games left. Everyone's very excited. Clearly, everyone's very excited. What constitutes, to each of you, what constitutes a disappointment what constitutes a, a minimum level achievement, and then that's really the next two questions because because we all know what would be the wonderful thing. Putting aside that, are your is your level of excitement for this team so high that a loss to Auburn and a loss to Alabama feels like 
here's Georgia blowing it again or a lost opportunity. Are we that high or are we, if that happens, it's, wow, this is a big step forward from last year. I think I th- it also depends on what happens with the, with the rest of the season. But um, to me, winning the East and playing the SEC championship game um, at this point, based on 7-0, right. feels like the minimum. I mean, I could be convinced that this is fool's gold. And like I said, I'm not going to get really excited about this time until I see what happens in Florida. Um, but that, that feels like the SEC, right. If SEC, they win the SEC the, East. The East and play. Even if a loss to, to Auburn. Yeah, yeah, I predicted it lost all. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think that um, I think that right now feels like the minimum level of achievement to me. That and playing in New York City, because if you do that, you play in a New York City ball. I think you do. Um, what if you lo- what if you lose to Auburn and God forbid Georgia Tech? Uh, that's going to be a little harder for me. Okay, because I think we are. If, if it's all right there in front of them. And they're going to Atlanta to play yeah. against Alabama, yeah. and then they but, stumble. And a win, and a win in that Alabama game puts you in the playoff. Yeah, right. and then lose, to lose to Tech. I mean, yeah. you know, and to be in that situation, that's going to make Tech's season. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, no matter what happens, as long as you win everything else, even if you lose to Auburn, you're right. Yeah, I think that's that's probably right. Can't um, lose to Tech. Can't. Lose. I can't. You know, I think what will represent. Uh, what was the other question? Uh, like, not not the unimaginable success. Not but, the unimaginable uh, success. <clears throat> but what is a what doesn't feel like a disappointment? But yeah. does well, it losing one game and then beating Alabama in the in the championship to get to a to a playoff? Yeah, no, well, totally. That's to me. That's the unimaginable. But, but see, most people are saying, "Oh, we're going to go undefeated." No, we can, I I think. I, to me, if there's anybody that's disappointed by like, losing to Auburn and beating Alabama, those people are insane. Yeah, uh, to to me, um, the way it feels today, just sitting here today, um, and, and I'll worry about the Auburn game later. It feels like that we finished the the regular season undefeated and lose to Alabama in the championship game. Which, for, as I've just mentioned, to me, that's that, no. There's no reason. I think to you me, guys, I think you've got a really good chance to make the playoffs. Yes, you st- I think you still make the playoffs. You 100 percent make the New York. I don't know if it's 100. percent No, New York six. Yeah, right. The New York six. You 100 percent make the New York six ball. And then um, South Florida. Well, it doesn't matter at that point. You probably you probably pay Miami. But but you but you but getting into but getting into an access bowl after all these years of watching Auburn go at eight. All we had to do last year was beat Georgia Tech, and we play in the Sugar Bowl. That's how close it was for us. We beat Auburn, and Auburn goes eight and four because we slip up and let Georgia Tech score a blame four zigzag touchdown at the end of the game, and that's the reason. The same with uh, what year was it? Oh, at 12, 12, Florida went to the Sugar Bowl. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, no. At that point, playing in a New York City. Now, here's the thing. There is, there's really nothing about this season that can't make the expectations next year. Absolutely. Yeah, 100% we'll, we'll, we'll being. the next year. Right. Because, well, Scott, here's, I have a question for you. I mean, all seriousness, because, like, like, if you're talking about the idea of the people are going to be disappointed, the people all think they're going to win everything, would you personally – would you be disappointed with the way the season has gone and they're number three in the country, how excited everybody is? Obviously, it's not ideal. We all want to make the playoff. But would you be disappointed or feel like Georgia had missed an opportunity if they only play in the Peach Bowl or the Sugar Bowl or make a New Year's Six game and don't go to the playoffs? At this point in the season, would you be disappointed? No, but you hear I say that in my voice. I, 
And I think I agree with Scott. I think I think I'll be. I won't be disappointed. We'll, we'll be disappointed. We but, want better. But I'll but, be. I'll be wistful about what could have been. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Does that sound right? Like, yeah. It's kind yeah. of like how we still replay that last play. In yeah. The I think that's Dome. right. It also depends. See, it also depends why. Well, yeah. But I mean, that said, we've talked about this before. That last play in the Georgia Dome. One of the things, even at the time, even as someone that was very new yeah. to Georgia football, the thing that you knew when we that, hadn't welcomed you yet. I know. I, you didn't even know me yet. But neither one of you knew me yet. And I was I was so much more of a jerk then. Um, Could you imagine? No, wait, what? Damn. <laughs> you just said that out loud, man. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I mean, you did smoke clove cigarettes, but whatever. I didn't smoke clove. I smoke Marlboro Reds. Thank you very Ooh. much. Um, man, cigarettes. So, anyway. Yo, interesting story. Sam Darnold's dad, Dick Hammer, used to advertise. <laughs> I, I've heard that. I've heard that. I feel like I've been waiting for a while to say Dick Hammer, podcast. so. <laughs> um, but... When that happened and that he caught that ball and the clock ran out, it wasn't just, oh, we were so close. It was crestfallen. It was crestfallen and it was, this has been an opportunity missed. Like, this, we may not get well, back After here Alec again. Ogletree returned that block. You know, yeah, that's right. I mean, I was like, this is, we're, yeah. we're going. We're going to do Oh, this. of course. It felt like it was happening. I mean, frankly, not to do, if it's too soon, it's a little like the Falcons thing. Like, the Falcons thing was, who knows when we're going to get back here again. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just. Not the way they played against the Dolphins. Exactly. They have a hard time when they get the AFC East at home yeah, for some Bills reason. And the Dolphins. Uh, the Bills are actually not bad. The Dolphins it's are It's a Patriots terrible. thing, isn't it? Yeah. You're making a Patriots joke. Yeah. Well, well. Um, but the point is, is. That is the question is I feel like a difference, even if they don't, even if they lose that game and don't make a playoff, the difference this time is I don't think there's going to be a person. (laughs) I don't think there's going to be a person who feels like, oh, no, we missed our chance. We're never getting back here again. Even if this thing falls up, even if they lose and don't make the playoff, it's hard for me to imagine any reasonable Georgia fan. And maybe that's a presumption of reasonability that's not there. But it's hard to imagine a reasonable Georgia fan saying, we missed our chance. We're never getting back here again. Because I think we've seen enough now, not just with the coaching, but with the recruiting, to think this should be a sustainable thing. As opposed to 10 years ago, Missouri had a chance to go to the national championship game. When they missed it, it was obvious that was never going to happen again. This is not going to be this way, even if they don't make it. But, I mean, you guys are more into the boards, and you read that board stuff. I don't than... read the boards. Okay, well, you, you're more into with the you're more in tune to the lizard brain Georgia fan than I. That's probably the best. <laughs> I know you mean that in a loving way. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that, sure. Um, um, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean stupid. Lizard brain is an actual phrase. No, lizard brain, shiny. Yeah, it doesn't Fly. mean they're stupid. It means you reactive. react. You're yeah. reactive. To you your react, person, yeah. You react. It doesn't mean I'm going to start referring to my boys as yeah, they lizard are. brain. Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, 11-year-old boys utterly are totally lizard, lizard brain. Yes. It doesn't mean stupid. It just means you are very reactive and very base instinct oriented. So let me let me add one caveat to what I would say about the, uh, about the scenario about losing to Alabama. I think it does. It is a little dependent on what happens out in the national landscape because there is a there is a way to view this of even if even if we continue with the um, recruiting and, and and we keep the coaching staff together, you know, a national championship run still involves a lot of luck. Oh, yeah. It does. I mean, yeah, Mount Cody blocking the the field goal against Tennessee. Um, <laughs> 
Auburn 2013. Let's um, not forget Alabama won its last national championship in large part because of a fake punt. Right. Or an yeah, onside kick. Right. An onside kick. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, like, um, like these things are weird. Yes, yes. So, you know, we could be in a situation where we're a better team next year and go 10 and 2. Yeah. Right. So we, we should not. Unless you could totally get it together and make right. a really tough game next right. year. Right. We should not make the presumption that just because we're here now that we will be it's there gonna, later. Yeah. So, but, but, but if we, if we go out and win out the rest of the season and lose to a, an Alabama team that clearly right now looks like they're playing better. Right now looks like they're better put together um, and lose a very, very tough game to them. I would think we're in the playoffs, but even if we're not, while I'm going to be, you know, disappointed and wistful, I'm going to be like, this was a really fun season. Now let's go beat Central Florida or Miami or Penn State or whoever else we play because I want to I want to pound them in the dart. I want my measure of uh, I want my measure of revenge against you know the fates and all in Alabama and whomever else. I want you know my ex wife, whomever, <laughs> just name it. Right, I want my measure of revenge. You want your pound of flesh? Yes. Uh, and this is the last thing I want to mention on this because I think it, that Auburn game to me just seems so massive. Uh-huh. Because even if you like, if you win that game and lose to Alabama, I have to say, look at the way the landscape's going. I just don't see how you don't get in unless you get blown <laughs> away by Alabama. Because look, look at the landscape right now. Like honestly, you've got uh, no undefeated teams in the Pac-12. You've got no undefeated teams in the Big Twelve. Right. You've got, I guess TCU's still undefeated. Yeah, TCU's undefeated. undefeated. So, okay, TCU's won. You need them knocked off. Yeah. You need Miami knocked off. Yeah, I think, I think the way it happens, you get TCU, Miami, and Penn State all winning their conferences and the AC, yeah. SEC champion being undefeated. That's it. If you, if you have four undefeated conference champions. Yeah, but I, I Which just never happened. I don't think it's, it's going to happen. Happened. Right. I don't think it's going to happen either. I don't think either. it's going to happen. Um, like so. basically, if listen, if it turns out to be the worst case scenario, I'm just going to toss this out there for everyone, just so we can have the nightmare scenario. So when it doesn't happen, we can all just be like, okay, at least that didn't happen. Is Miami going undefeated mm-hmm. and them taking the fourth spot and yep. Georgia going fifth? Yep. I think that's probably the nightmare yeah. scenario, right? <laughs> yep, that's probably the nightmare scenario, yep. isn't it? Yep, that is. That's well, but scenario. I think I think Georgia at the at at least through the regular season has a better chance of going undefeated. Than Miami does. Yes. Now let's put aside. The but Clemson. Miami probably has a better chance of winning its conference championship game because if they beat Clemson, they beat Clemson. They beat Clemson. But I don't. I still. I Do still think, posit that the Clemson game is not a foregone conclusion, despite what happened with them. Do you think if Clemson goes one loss out and Georgia goes undefeated but loses in the SEC championship game? Yeah, here's yeah, and there there is also that. Could you make the argument that a one loss? Well, Washington losing to Arizona State, no. See, a um, bad loss for Washington. Yeah. Bad loss for Clemson. Yeah, bad, like, there's bad well, losses have, all over the I place. I tell you what. Bad a, loss for Oklahoma. A one loss. All sorts of bad losses that I, I, Georgia would not have. And you haven't named one team, and this follows the, the, the um, every day should be Saturday theme, Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State's troublesome. They went out, yeah. and their only they're, loss they're is to uh, actually to a potential, you know, SC, uh, uh, Big Twelve championship participant. Yeah, um, yeah we we could be in trouble. So, but, but, I, also but I think I think we're five weeks early on that. Yeah, we've forgotten about Wisconsin too. Wisconsin is undefeated. Who? But the Wisconsin is undefeated, and the point is, is that Auburn game to me seems like everything. Yeah, like the Auburn game seems like again we got to get through Florida. Kentucky and South Carolina are potentially scary, but clearly that Auburn game is the one that if you get through that, it is big. It, I think it's hard to not 
get really excited. Well, <laughs> sorry, heavy ice bar. Sorry about sorry about waking up there, waking you up there, Scott. Well, yeah, I, I kind of feel like we're talking in circles a little bit. That's okay, though. Like, but but and I agree with you. But this is what this does, right? Like, yeah. this is intoxicating. Yes. Like, we're talking about the idea of Georgia making the playoff. That's just exciting to even talk about. Yeah, and then the first set of rankings come out this week, right? Uh, 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 Halloween. They come out on Halloween. Halloween, so right after the Georgia-Florida yeah. game. Come out on Halloween. Oh, 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 boy. I think I saw Jerry Palm's projections on that. Of what would be right now. Right. What would be not projection for October 31st. No, he had the game, too. Two. Okay. Game, two. Yeah. Game, two. And so, Scott, you're not going to Georgia-Florida. No, I'm not. Okay. I am also you not, are not. You are not. I will be, you'll be in either in New York, Chicago, or Houston. Okay. I will either be in Atlanta, Oconee County, or maybe somewhere downtown Athens. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. But you're going. 100%. Yeah. I I just locked up my parking pass uh, today. Um, I've had tickets for a long time, but yeah, I'm 100% going. It's it's been a long dry spell. I didn't go last year. and. I don't. I don't blame myself because I've been plenty of times when we lost. But the last time I went was the yeah, huh, year yeah. that it was freezing cold. It was like thirty-five degrees. Yeah. You remember that? And it was like two or three years ago. I took my kids. Fourteen, maybe thirty-five, fifteen. Yeah, it was bad. I'm really oh, excited to go someday. Yeah. I hear it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Well, it's fun. A spectacular. Okay, time. so last close, last thing, and then we're going to okay. go into this. Let's just wrap it up with this. This is we could not have. Pos- I mean, obviously, we couldn't hope for better. They're seven and zero. But the fact that we're even having this conversation and we're having this debate, do they lose this? If they lose this, what happens if here? This is We've been doing this podcast for three years. We are talking about the number three team in the country right now. That's why we, we talk- started this podcast, yeah, to I mean, do we- this, to be right. Yeah, right. right. Like, yeah. Yeah, we, like, we talked about this team in, with passion when they lo- after they lost to Vanderbilt, previewing completely meaningless games that maybe get them in the Liberty Bowl. To be able to do this is very exciting. Yeah, and the thing that, uh, to go back to a recurring theme, um, I think the one test I'd like to see Kirby pass as a coach is let's go to Jacksonville and do something special. Yeah, I think you're right. But that's for, that's for next week's podcast, which I will not be on, unfortunately. Yeah, next right, week, so. sure. Work. It'll be better. What? Really? Scott's being very mean tonight. He is. He's saucy. I'm just kidding. I, I came to this podcast with this message of unity. I think it's your shirt. Love. That's right. Yeah, you know your wife liked my shirt. Why don't you like my shirt? I, I did. Well, it looks did like I, a guy that would get out of his car and push someone like out of gas, right? That's <laughs> yeah. the kind of shirt it is. Yeah. Um, so there are there are. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I don't know what that means. You need to do a did, picture. Did, you, did you, need... you unbutton your sleeves and roll them up before you push the car? No, no, I just went straight. Scott took my phone. I don't have. I don't have phone privileges yeah, you, anymore. Yeah, you can take the picture. You're giving me feedback. You can take the picture. You can yeah, take. yeah, we'll put it up on the, the yeah. Twitter version. You can take a picture. Here, of the, of Tony, the... you can use your phone. I'll Thank let you, you use it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a question while you're uh, taking. A picture I like my shirt. I, I apologize for nothing. There are eight undefeated college football teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Can you name them all? Okay, you do one, and I'll do one. Hold on, eight, eight. I'll take the easy one. Georgia, uh, Alabama. Wisconsin. What was that? I was smiling. I mean, that took forever to take. Yeah, because you did, did. it have to send it to Google you to process. It. Okay, Wisconsin. Okay, so you. Okay. Wait, wait, wait! I wasn't paying attention. Okay, start. Start over. Georgia, Alabama, Wisconsin, Penn State, um, UCF, TCU. Hold on, we're getting into some of the some of the wacky ones now. Two left. Well, yeah, I can do math. <laughs> um, to go through the major conferences, no more major conferences team left. Are there? Um, UTSA. No. Oh. I was going to say South Florida. 
That's right. South Florida's undefeated? South Florida, yeah. Ooh, that I know game they, has they a barely lot. sneaked past Illinois. Um, Navy went down last week. Miami. Miami, right. And we are right. Miami? Miami. Never heard of them. Yeah. Is that Ohio or is that Florida? Yeah, Florida. Um, so there are one, two, three, four, five teams without a win. <laughs> Can you name any or all of those? You start first. Kansas has a win. I think Kansas does have a win. They do. Um, oh, Baylor. That's Baylor right. does not have a win. Did they are the only power five. Yeah. Did Georgia State get a win yet? Yeah, well, yeah they're three and two. What? Back off. By the way, here's my little five-second thing. Off week, go to Turner Field, Georgia State Stadium, and see them play. It's so fun. They play there Saturday. Go. They play Troy. They play Troy. Go see them play Troy. Um, or sorry, Troy. Dude, I'm, not, I'm never going to get these. Okay. There's one that shouldn't have a team, something called Charlotte. Oh, I was going to say UC Charlotte. Oh, really? my God. Okay, sorry. Yes. Um, Call it uh, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. And if they do Oh, win, they're undefeated? Georgia Southern doesn't have a win? They don't have a win. Holy cow. So I, I, I was, was trying gonna, to be funny. I was going to insert my Get a t-shirt here. made. Yeah, maybe if they beat UMass. Because they play UMass, who's also winless. <laughs> so someone's getting There's the, the t-shirt list. joke. Also, Man, I tell it, you what, Georgia Southern. When you stole the GATA... Hashtag or symbol. I don't know. If that doesn't and then that feels like fake. You started news. making making shirts for times that you lost to Alabama. You know, it's, you just jumped the shark. So by the way, Scott was just drinking his uh CrossFit approved water drink with his finger up like uh like Kermit sipping tea. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and there's one more For the dip- record, I've never blamed Georgia Southern people for doing that. And for the record, they almost won that game. Well, they'll so, argue um, that Irk started it and then not, 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 the, not the GATA. I, I got I this. mean wearing I got the shirts it. excited about that game. I got this. Oh, they but were very excited about it. A matter of Eastern went to uh, Illinois and took Illinois to overtime and then made T shirts. Oh, never mind. It's a bad, bad example. Yeah, because they would win. <laughs> <laughs> if Illinois State almost beat Illinois in basketball. Oh, uh, well. That feels about right. One made the tournament last year. No, neither one of them made the Oh, that's right. That didn't. They, that, was, that was the most controversial. UTEP. Yeah. UTEP doesn't have a win either. So I like how we just talk and Scott's like, all right, yeah, guys, come Well, Scott, quite, back just, quite smartly, it's like, are you guys talking about Illinois college basketball? Right, right. You know, and for the record, for next week, looking into next week, um, Florida has 21 wins against Georgia since 1990. And 27 years. In 27 years. Georgia's won three the previous three years, and then Florida won three. Anyway, they've, they've won six. Oh, wow. In between those years. Um, but Georgia leads the overall. Rivalry. Still ahead. 49 wins. Florida has 43 wins. Can you imagine how lopsided that oh, was? Oh, in 1990, it was ridiculous. It was a nothing. I mean, we, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Was ridiculous. Um, so I'm going to fire up the old podcast question generator. That's my Wayne's World imaginary situation. Yes. I tell you what, Will, that was one of the better ideas you've ever had of requesting questions because that mm-hmm. started flooding the inbox of our uh, rating system. Yeah, exactly. Do you That's- have the fun office pools up, or should I pull those? Well, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. But it's good, right? Like, getting reviews is always possible. And we encourage everyone to make sure to always give us a review because it helps people find the podcast. Okay, so where did we end off last week? A man named Job was one of the last ones. <laughs> right. Um, so we've gotten, since, since last week, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wow. reviews. That's gold, Thank baby. Guys. So gold, here baby. we go. Are we Chris, answering all seven, or are we just doing... I, some of them don't have questions. Two cents, two cents. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Rules, uh, dog fan in San Diego, gives us a five-star review. This is my favorite... And he capitalizes. This is my... 
You done? <laughs> Don't interrupt the man's reviews. This is my favorite podcast during football season. Listening to Scott, Tony, and Will is entertaining, informative, and oftentimes funny. I eagerly await each and every single episode of the last game review and the next game preview. Feels like I'm back home in Georgia as I listen. Go dogs. I, that's great. Thank you. That's a very nice review. Thanks, man. And I will say also, anyone that makes <laughs> anyone that's in San Diego, if we can help anyone yeah, if, if in we San need Diego, to visit Christopher. it's so tough there. I have to say, if we are making someone who lives in San Diego wistful for some place that is not San Diego, I think we're doing our job correctly. Um, last Wednesday, Kay Mary, Homers with Humor was the title of her mm-hmm. review. Excuse me. Five-star review. That was Tony, not me. Love WSLS, exclamation mark. These guys have a great time talking about UGA football and sometimes basketball over a whiskey or two. They are unapologetic. Some of us. <laughs> they are unapologetic homers, but don't shy away from critiquing the team when it's deserved. Scott and Tony are doing an excellent job leading Will's full indoctrination into the dog nation. <laughs> I'm year five, man. Like, I'm full bore now. I, I, I would argue, I don't want to overstate this, I think I'm a little bit better Georgia fan than you guys are. I just think I've clearly crossed over. So uh, you guys just listen to me about to uh, go on. Right. Well, I'm, I, you were married into it ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, so go ahead. We'll I'm, just, I'm, I'm just full of um, Sorry. In Bowers 34. His title of it is great. Five-star review. I really enjoy this UGA-charged podcast. Aside from the liberal jabs from Leach that throw your head into a dead spin, other than that, this is the perfect sip of bourbon during a long week that exists between each UGA game. You got to be better at the puns, man, but appreciate the review. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, That's that's all you're going to say? Listen. we, We appeal to all political leanings. Listen. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, listen, I was never a political person at all until the current situation. That's probably the best way to put it. That's a great, great response. Um, all right. Seven O does weird things to people, Will. Yeah. Um, Atlanta food snob. My man. Thank you. Informative and entertaining banter. Five star review. I've been listening since the start and these guys helped me endure my time in the college football wasteland that was Chicago. <laughs> Great chemistry and passion. Well, I thought so they had a, Chicago's one Big Ten team. They do have one Big Ten team. It's called Wisconsin. It's called Michigan is actually what it's called. Actually. Great chemistry and passion for UGA and 10 out of 10 dentists. Recommend them over Chapel Bill Curve podcast. Yeah, screw those guys, right? <laughs> also, I'll take your stat right there, pal. That's 100%. Uh, serious question. Who? Uh, we'll direct this at, por- at, <laughs> at Porky. <laughs> at Porky. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Pork chop. Oh, so this is, this is the thing that we should probably mention. Whenever Scott is quiet during a podcast, he is watching... <laughs> He's just watching mascots. Just know that. So every time there's a moment where Scott doesn't talk for five to eight minutes, just know that he is... Just know that. Just know and that. It, Go Moving in. And he has a particular thing for mascots. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, and I have to say there are a lot of wildcats, and I, you know, I get it, I get it. There are. A lot I mean, of it makes cats. sense if you yeah. think how much he likes uniforms. Yeah, and it's weird too because like he's not into like Purdue Boiler or like like any like person. No, 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 person. No, no person. Not yeah, into. No. He's got to be very. No, no the UTEP monitor freaks him out. Oh my god, that video of the BYU mascot right the doing the dance control. too much. <laughs> All right. So what were you going to ask, Porky? <laughs> <laughs> 
You gotta start drinking bourbon with this guy. It was a, Freud, <laughs> a Freudian slip. I mean, my. Hey, Scott. I, know, I was reading. I know I'm fat. It's fine. <laughs> oh, oh, I, don't, don't I was reading a word before it came. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, sentence over. What's the word? Nice. <laughs> okay. Scott can't talk. Twelve seconds later. I don't mm. care. I don't care. I, I, I apologize for nothing. Uh-uh. All right. We're to pull it together. All right. So the the serious question that started all this. He's about to lose that again. <laughs> okay. There we go. Well, no, no, let's help him out. Let's help him out. Let's help him out. Let's help him out. Let's look off to a point in the distance. Who? <laughs> Has good <laughs> one at a time. The best pork. That's where it came with okay. pork ribs in Athens. Oh, okay. I Wait, said you meant pork. You, you did. Pork. You said pork, but you meant pork. I understand. I, I, I can, I can. Freudian I can. slip, I and then you sent me into that universe <laughs> yes. of laughter. You needed a good laugh. Okay, so uh, Tony, uh, I, I, I feel unqualified. Who has the best this. pork ribs in Athens? There we go. See, there, there we go. go. There we go. <clears throat> You know the funny thing is, is I'm I'm a little partial to a place downtown called uh, Doggone Good and the place on the east side, oh, yeah. Barbecue Shack. Um, Doggone Good's right on Hancock. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. The interesting thing about um, pork ribs is that Athens isn't really a pork rib town. I mean, there's plenty of really good, solid barbecue places. I'm a uh, butt hut guy. I'm yeah, a butt like hut. Um, butt hut barbecue's good. The butt hut on village off Macon Highway. That's my personal. I mean, favorite. the barbecue shack is is Sunny's. always consistently good. Uh, don't you, you're cut your own microphone <laughs> I'm off. Uh, so you know, the, but but from pork, for pork ribs, they're downtown. The downtown doggone good is actually pretty good. They don't. They're not sauce. They're they're dry rub. They're not over. Uh, uh, terribly ever done. I have not had them at Pulaski Heights. I understand they're good, um, and I'm trying to think. Sauce House. Yeah, Sauce House. I'm. I haven't been to Sauce House in a long time. Um, the one on uh, the Atlanta one on Highway Bro- or uh, Broad Street. Yeah, Broad Street. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but I'm also. It's not a bad place to watch a sporting event. By it's the not way. terrible. Got a very nice bar down there. What about White Tiger. I, I don't know that they do ribs. I've only had the pulled pork They're there. They're white uh, barbecue sauce. Yeah, the white barbecue sauce is really good. And and Hot Thomas down near where I live in, in southern part of Oconee County, really good. All around barbecue, but their ribs are pretty good. All right. You want to move on? Yes. Okay. Uh, this one from Thrasher, uh, five-star review, long-time listener, first-time reviewer. I've been listening to this podcast for about a year and a half, and I look forward to every new episode during football season, and even the off-season episodes, too. Listening to Scott, Will, and Tony feels like I'm just sitting around talking about UGA football with my buddies. Shout out to Tony, who I met at UGA Law Networking event, but I didn't realize why the name Tony Waller sounded so familiar until several days later. Cool. Hey, Uh, thanks. Question for y'all. If you could drop any team or teams from the SEC... Who would you drop and who would you replace them with? I can answer that. <laughs> this seems like this does seem like Scott's jam. I would drop Texas A&M and Missouri and maybe. No, uh, he said one. He said one. It said team or teams. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought yeah. he was only doing one. Texas A&M, Missouri, definitely. And then maybe Arkansas and South Carolina and just keep it how it used to be back in the 80s before expansion. And who would you add? Nobody. No one. Okay. I would get rid of South Carolina. Period. End of story. Full stop. <laughs> um, uh, again, new guy here. Uh, but I think you've 
dropping Missouri is just the obvious thing to do. Texas A&M, they're so nice. Like Texas A and M has it makes sense. It made there's a logic yeah, to as Texas much as A&M. I like to give them grief. It yeah. still makes geographic. There, sense. There's a logic to Texas A and M. Uh, Missouri is a weird thing. Uh, so to me, Missouri has always made sense in the Big Big Ten. That's where the Missouri. I mean, if they're not in the Big Twelve, they should be in the Big Ten. Missouri, frankly, makes more sense in the Big Ten than it does in the Big Twelve. Uh, so I think you drop Missouri, and I, you know, I think you can. I've, to me, the crown jewel that any conference wants is Texas. Texas is a high-quality program that deserves to be every conference right now that the big that they want. There was a time that the Big Ten went after them. Right now, the Big Twelve kind of only exists because Texas decided to hang around. I feel like if you put Texas in the SEC, that becomes really interesting. It's, it's better for Texas and it's better for the SEC. So drop Missouri, bring up Texas. I'm going to drop South Carolina and bring Clemson in. No, that, that that is also a reasonable idea. I mean, if we're also if we're if we're playing the wishing game, I'm going to put the Dallas Cowboys in too because yeah, well, yeah. the cheerleaders. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. My mom might hear this. Yes. All right. So another podcast review: Dallas Cowboys 162. <laughs> I swear I did not see that. Yeah, the really Dogs funny. podcast five star review. Like many other reviews say, this is the best Dogs football podcast. I find myself waiting every Sunday for the post-game review, and the preview show is a great way to get excited for Saturday in Athens. I am unsure of the demo that listens, but it is refreshing to hear local perspective on the dogs. I am a double dog and have lived in Athens for about 10 years. These so guys what's a double dog? Means you get Two degrees from Georgia. Oh, graduate. I actually didn't know yeah. that. I've yeah, that's something we use at the, we use that in law school all the time, double dogs. Oh, that's good to know. I'm a double dog. I, yes, I, that's I good am to know. not a double dog. You are a single dog. I am a single yes. dog. But yes. I've spent enough years there to qualify the double yeah, dog. Yeah, it's not years. It's two degrees. For what it's worth, some of us, after we get our undergraduate degree, go out and get a freaking job rather than sitting around farting around in grad school for years and years and years. So Yeah, just go, go to law school for three years. We'll yeah. talk. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. No, I'm just saying. Listen, I, three days after I graduated, I started my next job. No, I think Don't it's fart around it is, college. It is very, it's a waste very, of money. it's where very was go, I? Go get a, go get I am a, a double dog and have lived in Athens for about 10 years. That's where I was. These guys seriously know their dogs and have a true love for them. I am happy to give five stars to this podcast and know the guys will keep up a stellar job. A couple of ideas. Plan a meetup at Creature Comforts. A live or, one. Live for you. Huh? A live, live show. I don't or, think we get to go to Creature Comforts because that's... Uh, that's, that's those uh, Chapel Bell that's guys. That's Chapel Bell Curve oh, country. Yeah, Justin works there. You only do silent podcasts <clears throat> over there. So. Plan a meetup at Creature Comforts or downtown somewhere for a live podcast or just hang out with local fans of the podcast. It would be nice to hear some quick raw stats on the Sunday show just to have that at the top of the show. These are just suggestions and y'all are doing an amazing job. Keep it up. Best perpetual UGA student. Here is a – can I toss something out as an idea, live, live production meeting on, on sure. the air? If theoretically speaking, if theoretically speaking, Georgia were to end up playing in a game that's not currently on the schedule, that seems like maybe the sort of thing where we might see if we wanted to – there would be enough excitement and there would be enough – Fun stuff going on. That might be worth seeing if we wanted to do a live show. And by a live show, I think that is a a we stream it live on Facebook Live and we get a crowd and then we just. But I don't think it's particularly if if they were to make that game, we would not want that to be our official 
preview podcast because I would want that to be here. Yeah, we, in the well, sanctum. Yes, in the sanctum. But the idea of doing a little stray show that midweek. That would I be cool. Know. I'd be, I'd be down. It might be kind of fun. I'd be down. It might be kind of fun. Um, my son's football will finally be over then probably. <laughs> football, yeah. Dude, Kid football is never youth over. football is, ugh. I, I'm glad Charlie's playing. But my God, it lasts forever. <laughs> is that the last? Is that the last no, review? There's one more review. Awesome. Hey, guys, we appreciate the reviews, honestly. Yeah. And like you, clearly, this is proof. We literally read your reviews. Yes, we really do. Right. Yes. and we talk about them. I mean, Scott particularly. All right, this is the final review that came in. This is from Whoopi. 18. We'll be 18. We'll be 18. That's from Mr. Mom. We'll yeah, be exactly. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. 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 Five star review. That's my pet based. I feel that's a different What's, the, what's the number? We'll be what number? 18. Okay. So that's about I would imagine there'd be like hundreds of whoobies. We'll be uh, yes. 18. Yeah. You know, you threw it in the fire and you know, yes. made the kid grow oh, up. Yeah. It is sad. Yeah. Uh, I, that's a, to lose a whoobie is hard. I was thinking multiplicity. There's yeah, a yes, Andy McDowell. It great great show. Five star review. This is a really good show. Exclamation mark. It gives you a dose of everything from football to politics. Definitely will tune in with a emoji. Okay. Emoji. An emoji. Okay. okay. Uh, for the record, he did an okay and a thumbs up emoji. Yeah. There were no furry emojis. For Question. What does Will think about Illinois's team so far? And is that proper, Do I give it? Is that proper Illinois Illinois. Illinois. That is possessive. Cor- he correctly did the apostrophe. Or she. You, or she, forgive me. Uh, but yes, there is a you do not do the S apostrophe S. That's a, pretty intelligent. Noise. Well, ev- there are many different viewpoints. For the record, Deadspin's current st- style is S apostrophe S. I disagree with this. What? I'm an AP style person. It is S apostrophe. They probably just negate the Oxford comma too. Yeah. I, uh, well, Oxford comma is a different discussion. But anyway, what? let's not be grammar nerds. Um, the loss at Rutgers at home was not great. It was not awesome. uh, Oh, my God. It was not great. Um, I think that uh, we all knew this was going to be a transitioning year. I think the win over Western Kentucky got people maybe a little more excited than they should have been. I feel like next year, if they don't make a bowl next year, I think it's time <laughs> to start questioning things. Because next year's schedule is very conducive to making a bowl. And... Everyone should be a year older. So I'm willing... I would think everyone would be a year older. Yes, yes. I include not me, but the rest of humanity. But other, I think Illinois needs to make a bowl next year. This year, it's just hoping to see improvement. That question was from Jack. It was from Jack? That's his you're, handle. Is Whoopi. Is Whoopi I, your, your kid, Jack? My kid, my 11-year-old. Because <laughs> he has. He said, I wanted to leave you a review. And I was like, sure. Hold on, hold on. Aha! Yeah. I also <laughs> love that Jack was like... He's, he's asking about politics. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe that he put the apostrophe the possessive. Wait a why does he? Why does his handle Whoopi? What have you he, done to his Whoopi? Because I, when he was a baby, we gave him one of those little blanket things yeah. that all kids yeah. have. And I told Jennifer, I was like, "We're going to call this Whoopi." Yeah, and, I love that's a great name, Mr. Mom. Of course, yeah. yeah. And he still calls it Whoopi to this day. I think that's great. Yeah. I have to say, I'm. Pro everything you said. I'm not going to mention this to Charlie since Charlie and Jack go to the same middle school, and you know that's kind of currency for middle school kids. Yeah. Um, Now maybe mean middle schools. We did have a question on Twitter from Ian Trapp. I think he's the producer of the Chap Bell Curve. He is. Uh, He said, "How do you guys take your bourbon Um, in our mouths?" (laughs) I, I replied to him. I said, "Me, not usually." Uh, I said Tony straight up on ice and Will with Diet Coke. Yeah. With Diet Coke. Yeah. And I cannot find it for the life of me, but someone tweeted us asking how 
Will became a Georgia fan. Oh, yes. That I was, saw that who, well. who was that? That was, that was that. on the WSLL. I saw that. Yeah. And well, I was going to say he's married. Well, I'll just, I'll just give the background on it is that uh, for what it's worth, I, I met my wife. Uh, I, we, will, we got married in 2010, but I met her in 2007 and uh, in New York City. I was a writer. I still am a writer. But then I was still doing Deadspin. I met my wife and I was still doing Deadspin. And um, we had many mutual friends. And she, I, uh, as a, this is a Midwestern Southern connection. Um, when you're a Midwesterner in New York City, you are co- everyone is constantly referring to the fact that you're a Midwesterner. Which is just like when you are a Southerner in New yes. York City, you are constantly being referred to as a Southerner, something that my wife and I immediately bonded over. Um, so I had only been to Georgia once in my lifetime until I met my wife. I covered a hockey tournament between Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech and Illinois in 1994, so long ago that I remember there was a countdown clock on the freeway for the Atlanta Olympics. Yes, yeah, was, uh, it was a long time ago. So it was a very long time ago. And so I met my wife, and we obviously got along very well. And she was, I discovered very early on, very obsessed with Georgia football, cared about sports in no other fashion other than her obsession with Georgia football. So for me, as someone that was University of Illinois de- uh, dedicated throughout the board. The idea of having a dedicated football, people loved a football team, was very exciting for me. And so I kind of delved into it. Even before I met any of you guys, I had like done a lot of research on Georgia football. I'm proud to say when I was promoting my book, God Save the Fan, I was on Barbara Dooley's radio show. I was Love on Barbara, it, man. I was on Barbara Dooley's radio show, and it was wonderful, and she was so sweet. It was probably the most attracted my wife has ever been to me uh, was when I was on Barbara Dooley's uh, radio show. So uh, it was back in New York. So I started following because my wife was really into it. And we've talked about this with UGA Carey because she is married to someone, a fellow Yankee. Yes. Actually, he's from a fellow Midwesterner. He's yeah. from Missouri. He's Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. Well, he's right. a Kansas fan. He's from he Missouri. Missouri. Right, yeah. right. And, no, he's an Alabama fan. That's the thing. And so for me, the path to least resistance, and for me, just naturally, I found the Georgia football experience exciting and fun to be a part of, particularly because, frankly, Georgia, I always talk about how fan bases need hair on their chest. Like, you need some damage. You need some pain. You need some frustration. It puts the hair on your chest as a fan. And I don't—I mean, not to be exclusive of people that don't have hair on their chest, like me, for example. But um, I loved that Georgia had struggled and had pain, and that was a fun thing to kind of jump on and watch. And now, I mean, I, I, this is where we've gotten to now. And to be fair, Illinois football is very bad. And if Illinois basketball and Georgia basketball ever play each other, I will not be rooting for Georgia. But and that's fair. When when, when Georgia that. played Vanderbilt. And at the same time that Illinois played Iowa, I checked my phone occasionally to see how Illinois was doing. And for the first half, they played okay. But I was much more invested in the Georgia football team, and I would be lying to say otherwise. By the way, that was Gator Hater, uh, G-A-T-E-R-H-8-R. Uh, with that question. Uh, also, there were some questions about my podcast earlier. Yeah, you're trending yeah, on uh, I was. So, what was the question? So I, I, I recorded. I record. No, what, what, what were the, you training about? The question was. Well, it wasn't uh, a question. It was a statement. Was I saying, answered. Yeah. So I recorded the Barrett Sally podcast, and mm-hmm. I had my recorder set on. Um, the, the dual track, right dual thing, track instead of right a stereo. Right 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 I had stereo instead of mono, which means his was recorded on one track, and his. <laughs> and they, they was on the other. Mentioned, it said, it's actually a pretty cool episode with. 
but Barrett Sully's sound is only coming from our right speaker. Yes, I noticed that. I forgot. See, I, when I was when, walking down through campus today, listening to the podcast, and had that exact same and, experience. And the reason I do that, there's a very, very technical reason. The reason I do that is that uh, <laughs> there's a reason uh, that some days, sometimes when I record, especially the. Uh, our Sunday night when I record at home, uh, the only good recording is what I record because the the internet service we get mailed out to South Dakota County can be dicey. So I record it on mono so Sky can isolate it and drop it in. Um, I just forgot to change that when I, okay. when I recorded with Barrett this morning. Uh, I realized that after when I started listening to the the track to make sure it was good to send to you, I was like, "Well, crap! I didn't it change." It was still good. I didn't change it. It was fine. And by Shan, and that was Shan that, that said it was like listening. Dark Side of the Moon, right? Shan, thanks. By the way, everyone, thanks for reviewing and rating the podcast. It's a lot of fun for us to talk about. And I love, I mean, one of the reasons I'm on, on, on Twitter is it's so fun to interact with people. Yeah. So, that's, that's the good part about Twitter is when yeah, you can unite yeah. about something instead of being all picky and, yeah. you know. I mean, it's not pushing, it's not pushing a drunk guy's a car that's out of gas out of the road, but. <laughs> we're not like real Americans, like collectively, like we all were today. Yeah. This but is you true. guys do your best. You do your best. And, and you so know, without, you know, sans one part uh, towards the end of when this show went off the rails, uh, this was a very collective. <laughs> Just because uh, we still Scott. haven't made picks, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> I was, you know what I was going to do? I was going to suggest that we just say, "Let's do screw let's, the picks. no no talking. Let's roll through them. Roll through them. Let's roll through ten them. minutes. All right, ten minutes, <laughs> seven minutes, seven and a half. Put us at eight and a half minutes and see if we can do them in eight and a half minutes. And yell <laughs> the minute that we hit eight and a half minutes. I think I think the way that podcasts go, if you keep it under, and I actually gave it nine talk, hours. I actually gave a talk about this. I looked up a stat, but if you keep it under. Like 25 minutes, that's a sweet spot. But yeah. if you're going to go long, you might as well go you might as well go. Yeah, no, and no, no, also, but, you give them clear delineations on times that they can leave. Yeah. Like, yeah. for me, this yeah, is... Yeah, right. this you is, want to check out now. Like, honestly, I think the no. picks are the time. The yeah, picks are the time. The picks are maybe the reviews. Like, that. that's an okay. You've downloaded. We've got your download. We've already have your soul. We keep so it under one... We keep it... whatever you'd like. We keep it under one hour and 20 minutes. Everyone listens on the 1.4. We're still under an hour. Yeah. Okay, these are in uh, these are in no order. Of, I usually group them with conferences or something. Yeah, these don't worry about no, no order. It starts with we have one Thursday game, Memphis at Houston. I'm going to say Memphis. They they beat Navy last week. Memphis. I'm saying Houston. Of course you would. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. I'm well known as a Houstonian. Wow, I didn't know this was happening. Idaho is at Missouri. 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 Yeah, they, they. You know what? Missouri has the schedule to potentially become bowl eligible if they yeah. get it together. That does not sound like a thing. Okay. Oh, um, can, we, can we pause? Very sure. briefly, put a pause on it. I loved. Can we quote the text that you sent out? Who yes. wrote that piece? Who it was wrote? SB Nation CFB? I don't know, but who wrote it? Which piece, guys? As a oh, professional the puncher, the journalist, no, no, no. That was that was that yes. was Spencer Hall. That was Spencer Hall. Okay, you're talking about the, the talking about the button pusher. Yes, that was Spencer Hall. Okay, Scott, I'm gonna read it. Okay, before you do that, before you do that, body Stop, stop, Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Scott, can I make a solemn request to you and to all listeners, as someone who makes their living off their byline being read? Please. I'm not even going to indulge that with an answer. Um, I'm just begging anyone, just look at the byline. Even if you're going to yell at that jerk that said the thing, look at the 
byline. And this was Spencer Hall. It was Spencer. Right. It was Spencer. I mean, it was smart enough. To it was Spencer in his Spencer. weekly rankings. Yeah, it was smart. Can I go back to doing uh, Street Fighter? Also, did I miss the idea? I listened to your Barish Ali podcast. Yeah. Are there a bunch of people that are really angry at Spencer because he's gone so political? Uh-huh. Did I miss that? Well, here's the thing. Bear, Bear's fairly fairly right. And yeah, I, that's I, fine. And, and, but, but but I think um, yes, I think people. So with Spencer uh, Spencer wears his his progressive bona fides. And I would sleep. argue on Twitter, he's actually even more aggressive that than I am. Like, oh yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people are. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I think you do a good job. I'm quiet of, on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm not a big. Twitter but Spencer is not. Spencer, loves, not. Spencer Spencer loves Twitter the way I wish I could. Yeah, exactly. I feel the exact same way. Yeah, I, like I. Yeah. Well, I have. I, I I appreciate what you're saying, Will, and and you're right. Um, however, I'm not going to be able to find who wrote this. I'm sure, okay. I'm sure it was Spencer. I'm sure it was no. It's 100% Spencer okay. Hall. Perfect. But they were previewing basically the Georgia Missouri game. Spencer was, and they said. They were ranking Georgia's number two, and they said one a rollicking 53-28 matchup with Mizzou. That may look like a lot of points to give up to Missouri, but remember that playing the Tigers in 2017 is a lot like facing a button masher in a fighting video game. They don't know what they're doing. Everything good that happens is an accident, and after an initial flurry, they will collapse. That is 100%. I have to say, that's so good. <laughs> it's 100% vintage Spencer Hall, first off. Second that's off, so if you don't listen to Shutdown Full Cast, Ryan Nanny did a full Street Fighter. Hoo, ah, hoo, body block, left, low block, low block, hoo, ah, for four minutes. It was beautiful. It was four perfection. Long, it was perfection. Uh. <laughs> All right, so if I ever quote something of yours, I need to say, Will Leach wrote this. Are you, yes, yes, for God's sake. Give credit, give credit where it's stated. In fact, I tweeted it earlier, and I gave credit to... SB Nation many CFB. people, many people. Yeah. yeah, many people. Lots of people are. That's saying, Jason Kirk. I am that's not afraid not to yeah. admit when I am wrong and need to learn something. Um, all right, Iowa at Northwestern. I don't trust Northwestern at all. Even though their win last week started to make me think Northwestern might be doing that second half push thing that they do, I still feel like Iowa is going to win this game. Hawk eye. Hawk eyes. Uh, Louisville at Florida State. Florida State. Florida State. Florida State. Illinois at Minnesota. Row that boat. Yeah, I do not want to lose to the row the boat dope, but yeah. Illinois is really yeah, bad right now. Okay. Illinois is really, really bad right now, so right. I'm sad to say. Let me go with Minnesota. Illinois. Minnesota. I'll take it. Illinois to win? Yes. I will. I, I vow wherever <laughs> I am next week to give you a virtual hug if that happens. UCF at Navy. And that's a lot. UCF at Navy. Dude, that's a crazy tough game. So I I, I, I wish Navy would have won last week. That would have made this game super there, fun. Yeah, but game day would have been there instead of Happy Valley. Yeah, so uh, Marine Corps Stadium is a really, really weird place to play. Um, having said that, UCF is just – this is not a terrible proxy for Georgia versus – George Tech, and when I think about it, um, although UCF is is a little more dynamic on offense than Georgia is right now, um, I think UCF wins, but that could be crazy, crazy close. I'm taking Navy. I'm going to take Navy as well. Wow. Are they going to win? Navally. Michigan at Penn State. Penn State. I'm not sure about this one. I'm, I'm eyeing a Penn State loss, partly for Georgia purposes. Penn State. I'm, I'm taking Penn State, but I this is a scary game, man. Like, is there not the Penn State you're looking for? Uh, <laughs> I'm for the record, screw it. I'm actually taking Michigan in this game. These are not the Wolverines you're looking for. I'm going to take Michigan too. Uh, oh, now I want Penn State. I don't. I want to be the outlier. <laughs> Southern Cal at Notre Dame. 
But this is a fun game. Yeah, yeah it is. I, I really struggle when I, when I first I, I almost didn't put this on there because I didn't want to, have to talk about it on the podcast. But um, I this was the game that I had picked Notre Dame to lose at the beginning of the season. I still think they I still think they win it. But this this has all the potential to be the game that makes sure that if it's a one loss team somewhere along the way that gets in the tournament, uh, the 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 playoffs, this is the game that Notre Dame loses. That makes sure of it. I think as a Georgia fan, we want Notre Dame to roll That's why I'm Notre Dame. in this game. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and pick them. All right, uh, Arizona at California. Cal. Cal. I like Arizona's quarterback that isn't really a quarterback, so I'm going to pick Arizona. At some point, we need to talk about coaches that have played their, their way out of the hot seat. Yeah. Uh, Rich Rod. Rich Rod. Yeah. Uh, Wake Forest at Georgia Tech. This is a funky little game. I actually, I, this one like made me do a double take when I saw it. Because I keep forgetting that Wake Forest is a little better than you think they are, but, they're but four not two, actually right? good. Um, this feels like I'm taking Georgia Tech. Yeah. All the potential will be 29 28 Wake Forest. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Kentucky at Mississippi State. Mississippi State. I am. I think Mississippi State is a. I was very. They're two and a half point paper. I mean, that's a lot, but I'm very bearish uh, on this. I think they are a lot better than I appreciate it. I know we all. The idea of Kentucky being the team that brings into that crazy game was exciting. I've, I just think that. I think this is all set up. As a Georgia fan, we need to be all rooting for Mississippi State here. Um, I think Mississippi State wins this game. It's this, at Mississippi State, so I feel like this, this is the game that gets Dan Mullen the Tennessee job. Yeah. LSU at Mississippi. <laughs> LSU. LSU's rolling, man. Raw, 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 like raw football. Yeah, Mississippi did look good and better expandability. Oh, they worked some stuff out last no, week. I'm going to pick Mississippi. Um, Auburn at Arkansas. Burnt. <laughs> yeah, that, that turned bad. The, well, the answer to the question of what happens if you take a really successful Big Ten coach and put him in the SEC, I think we get the answer to that question. Uh, it, this game's at, at Arkansas? Yeah. It's not a Jerry World. It feels like a Jerry World. It might give, be a Little Rock. Who knows? Give me the Hogs. Right. Tennessee and Alabama. <laughs> I feel like maybe you – know, one of the things I've liked about this, this subplot of this season is watching Alabama play teams after Georgia has played them yeah. and see if they win yeah. by more. No, yes. That's a good point. And I feel like they win by more, to yeah, be honest. I, I put, you had the tiebreaker in there. I wrote 49 nothing. Yeah. They still shoot horses, don't they? I think so. Yeah, Alabama. Does Butch make it out past, this weekend? Past Sunday at noon? Yeah. No. All right. What's the game? No, they got another game after next week that I think is actually the the The, the decision game? Kill shot. Yeah. The decision game? The kill Kentucky. shot. Yeah, they've got to. Oh, that, yeah. I feel like that's the kill shot. They're not going to shoot him after Alabama. I don't know. They're it's fifty-fifty. I guess. All right, we're home. That's it. There's no Georgia game to pick. No, I still pick Georgia. Yeah, so I like I like Georgia. You know, Kirby Kirby didn't say this is a bye week. He said it's a work week, work and that's week. one reason Love we're it. doing this podcast this week because yeah, we're right. working too. We've actually going to put out three podcasts. During a bye week, yeah. So, will you're out next week I'm for the next week. for the World, the World Series? Because I think both game one will be on Tuesday. Okay, and uh, and we, you're flying out. You're flying out Sunday. I'm flying out Monday. Monday. Okay. So we could theoretically, but I don't know what my hotel wireless is going to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just pushing a lot to try to figure that out. So okay. you guys should just do the show. I can do the post game. I can do the post game on Sunday. We did post game. I think last year we did post game 
uh, from the Wrigley Field press box. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, I remember our first bonus episode was way back in 2015 when you called me. You're like, dude, we got to get on and do a podcast because Fatone Belt is starting at quarterback. Yep. Yep. That yep. was an emergency podcast. In retrospect. I mean, for what it's worth, it actually was kind of an emergency because it really that was a pivot point for everything. Because if, if there was a moment where they lost faith in Rick entirely, that moment was it. He didn't have a goatee back then. Yeah. He does. <laughs> does he jump in pools in Miami? Yes. Does he jump in pools? He still does backflips. Still does backflips. He still does backflips back in pools. He jumps in ponds with alligators too. So I'm sorry I'm going to be missing that's uh, I think every pond has So conceivably you could be gone for this and the South Carolina. Theoretically Preview. if it goes 7 games. Yeah. If it goes 7 games, uh, I would miss the next one. But you'll be at the South Carolina game. No, I won't be because Football I'll be a steeplechase in Columbus. Oh, I forgot steeplechase. Yeah, I, yeah, I will miss the yeah, game. Yeah, okay. uh, I'm missing the South Carolina game no matter what. Yeah, okay. But uh, but I will be able to do, if the series is over in like, I would love for it to be over in five games because I'd like to be home for Halloween. Yep. For my for a kid's Halloween. If it's over in five, I'll be home for Halloween and I'll be able to do a regular podcast that week. And that also ma- means you maximize your air miles because you go both both cities either no, way. No, the way to maximize the air miles is for the Dodgers to play the Yankees and then for it to go six games. At least just six. Oh, six. I guess go yeah. six. Yeah. yeah, six would get you back. Yeah. But um, uh, but yeah, so but honestly, I so I'm not gonna like I remember last year. It's funny we we just did our hundredth episode, and we I missed so many of them because of last year yeah. and the Sports Illustrated stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I have to say, Ivan, I'm so glad. I think about how lost I would have felt if this year would have happened last year, and right. we're having these podcasts. We're all sitting and talking. It's been very nice. That I've been able to actually be here and have these discussions. During a year where they're seven to zero at the break, I, lo- I love it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Right, so I, let's let's close it up so Scott doesn't punch us in the face. <laughs> Go dogs! Go dogs! Hit safe, Scott. And thanks so much for listening. Podcast reviews. We thoroughly enjoy them. I think you can tell by our banter back and forth. And it helps our show's rankings. And lately, we've been able to really get into some cool discussions on the points or questions that our listeners, you, bring up. So if you can leave us an iTunes review, that would be awesome. Of course, you can send us a tweet if you don't have an iPhone or just don't want to leave a review on our podcast. That's cool. Our Twitter handle is at WSLS Podcast. Will and Tony mentioned a post-game show. Georgia is off, so I guess we'll do one. It's news to me. We'll be talking about any significant wins or upsets on the national perspective and in the SEC. So I guess we'll be back early next week. And until then, enjoy your weekend. We will see you on campus in a few weeks. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.